0: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Come on. Let's give the worship team a big hand. Just for leading us and just giving their all this morning. Just so excited to be with you and just be able to share God's word as we dive into really just um you've already Amy, got an impartation of a theme this morning, called by God. Everybody say, called by God. Turn to your neighbor, point at them, say, You're called by God. That's right. Turn to your other name, neighbor, and say, You too there you go there you go come on man come on john chapter 21 we're going to be there in just a moment and uh we're so excited just to be in this series called by god uh throughout this series we're going to have pastor austin preach and just share about how he's been called by god we're going to have edgar and lakeisha simmons up here doing a little duo and just how they're called by god and just walking out their god-given calling on the earth and i'm excited to be able to share Um, a little bit about this with you. And we all know that in life there's a bunch of choices, right? How many of you have been faced with a lot of choices lately? Anybody just job change choice? Uh, Maybe it is a city change choice for you. Maybe it's a, a choice whether you should jump on the Ignite team or not or go to Growth Track and call Luminous Church your home. Maybe that's the choice. Maybe it's simpler. Maybe it's what should I eat Today should I? Is it burger or pizza? Um, because or, or salad? Maybe salad for some of you. I, I don't know. Uh, we all have these choices, and uh, sometimes we feel the gravitas of these choices, where they feel so weighty. Like if I don't choose correctly, if I don't decide correctly, then my life as I had planned will be completely over. If if it doesn't, if it doesn't go In this choice, then then my life will forever change. How many know that God cares about the decisions that you make every day? Every day He cares about the decisions you make. He cares about when you wake up and he, He He loves to know like what you're gonna wear. He loves to know like the expression of your makeup that day, right? Ladies, come on. He 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 enjoys this stuff, he enjoys these things, he enjoys. Um, you know, maybe the pattern that you've been cutting your lawn in. You know, anybody like to mow their lawn and create certain patterns in their lawn? Yes, me and one other person. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's cool because God has given us expression and he's given us outlets and he's given us creativity and ability to create and live it out. All that's really important to Jesus. How I many you know that those decisions at the end of the day do not determine your destiny per se they don't necessarily determine your destiny and if you if you mess up on the lawn cutting and you mess up on the makeup and you put three eyebrows instead of two and you do those things at the end of the day it's going to be okay we can just relax and then we have these bigger decisions well what about what about who I am marrying? what about my career choice and my degree program and all these things. And I'm just going to tell you, relax. Go ahead and tell your neighbor, relax. It's going to be okay. You see, when we're called by God, there's this very important part that sets us apart to do his work. And here after Easter, we have seen his disciples walking with him as he was on the earth. 2000 years ago, and they were learning the ins and outs, and they were learning how to do ministry, and how to love their wife, and love their children, and walk this out. They learned how to balance their business and ministry. You see, you had some fishermen who actually left their nets and followed Jesus, but I'm just going to let you know, they, they didn't sell their nets or sell their boats. In fact, it was still in the family. It was still a family business. And so they they left it to their dad and left it to other people to tend to those and and so they were still running these things. But but here we find ourselves with the disciples and in as we talked about on Easter, it was a horrifying moment when you lose your best friend. And here we are called to follow him now. What are we supposed to do? And in John twenty one, well, we know this real well. But I want to highlight maybe some different perspective for us to observe this scripture this morning. In verse 15, it says this, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now, why was he asking them this question? Because obviously, Peter denied him three times. And now he finds Peter going back to his family business of fishing. And he's not sitting there doing what Jesus has commanded necessarily he hasn't been stepping into his full calling and so there's this moment where Jesus encounters Simon Peter and he says do you love me more than these and he said to him yes Lord you know that I love you he said to him feed my lambs he said to him a second time Simon son of John do you love me he said to him but when you were old, you would stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. There's three things I want to highlight this morning when it comes to the call of God on your life. And what we see also in Peter's life and and not that you are peter nor should you um do some uh replacement theology and put yourself in place of peter but i will say that there are some things that we can learn when it comes to what peter's encounter was with jesus and the first one is this is allegiance jesus when he calls you it comes into question your allegiance you see life is a bunch of choices and when god calls you he's giving you an opportunity and a choice to come in alignment with what he has called you to or to continue doing what you've always done how many know that's true that you as you followed god there was a choice to be made and it was this question of allegiance it's allegiance of peter do you love me who are you loyal to what is, where does your loyalty lie? And maybe you have a friend like that who asks you about your loyalty. Maybe you've had a boss ask you, hey, can I trust you? Are you loyal to this company? Are you loyal to this business? Maybe it's your children where you're asking them, can I trust you with this? Is, is it time? Are you ready to be trusted and go on? And, and there's this allegiance that begins to take place. Yes, you can trust me. I'm with you. This loyalty that pl- takes place. I am with you. So in our choices, there's this question that we have. Is Are we with him? And he says this in verse 15. Do you love me more than these? And it's so ambiguous. Have you ever read that particular verse? There's some ambiguity in that verse. It's, Do you love me more than the other disciples? Do you love me more than the fishermen on the boats? Or do you love me, perhaps, he's saying, do you love me more than this particular profession that I called you out of and into something else? Do you love me more than fishing for fish? Are you ready, Peter, to start fishing for men? You see, in this moment when God calls us, it's not like he's calling you out of teaching, out of nursing, out of being a doctor or an engineer. But what he's doing is he's asking you, are you with me? Are we in this together? Is there an allegiance? Can I rely on you? Can I trust you? And the reason his allegiance was in question by Jesus is because there was a denial of who he was. And I think in our life, when we go throughout life, sometimes we are tempted to also into maybe some denial of our allegiance to God. Maybe we're in a social circle where our friends are going out to a certain place and acting a certain way. And there in a moment we have a choice, are we going to be with God or are we going to be in this situation. Maybe for you it's maybe something that has to do with your finances. Are you going to be with God or are you going to have an allegiance to self. Maybe it is something other than that that you're wrestling with this morning and God's just asking you in his calling, hey, can I count on you? Can I count on you? Hey, I love you. I see you. I know you love me. You see, Jesus didn't question necessarily his love because he already knew his love. What he was asking is this verbal agreement with what's already happened inside of him. A lot like salvation when we Confess with our mouth, that's a verbal acknowledgement of what's already happening inside of you. There's much importance when it comes to this verbal agreement with what God is doing internally. That's why we sing out loud in a Sunday service. It's why you pray out loud in our courage to pray out loud. It's why we make declarations of faith. How many of you are declaring things over your life? You see, you know it, but there's something that happens when you start professing it, that this alignment happens in your life, and all of a sudden, you're less double-minded. How many of you know that's true? Because your mind is agreeing with your spirit. This is what's happening with Peter. The second thing that we see is sacrifice. Making a choice requires sacrifice. You have to give up something. See, you can't have your cake and eat it too, as they say. You, you can't have both. You, you're going to consume it and it's gone, or you can keep it and it could get stale, right? I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, you can't have it both ways. You can't have the best of both worlds. And how many of you know that that is the hardest part of Generation Z? Because everything is so accessible. Everything is tangible. You know me, college students, right? It's all like, oh, dude, I can do that. I'll just leverage this and I'll get that. Oh, man, I want, I want those AirPods, and I want to go to school, and I want a car, and I want this, and I want the outfit, and I want the clothes. So you just start leveraging all your relationships, mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, uh, stimulus checks, et cetera, et cetera, and then you just get it all. You see, I want to tell you, when it comes to following the Lord, you have to make a choice. There has to be a sacrifice. There has to be this moment. I'm going to sacrifice my pleasures, my desires, my plans, my ways. I'm going to sacrifice that because I'm choosing God. Because I'm choosing to obey what he called me to to do. I'm going to follow where he has called me to go. This is what it means to be called by God. Who wants to be called by God this morning? Come on, somebody. We want to be called by God. Maybe you're online, you want to be called by God, and you're sitting there, and and you're torn, and there's this moment right now that you're really wrestling with, but God's calling you maybe out to something, to step into something. You see, this is what God wants to do. He wants to call us into more of who he is. God is not okay with the status quo. He's not okay with just the same old, same old. you realize that God... He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. But God is also new yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's a mystery, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that he starts revealing new things about himself as we go. And he wants to reveal new things to us. He wants to reveal mysteries, dreams, visions, prophetic words. He wants to reveal to you business decisions that unlock opportunities. He wants to reveal to husbands and wives the secret to their spouse to grow in closer intimacy. You see, God wants to build intimacy in your marriage. God wants to start unlocking the things inside of you and reveal those things. He's not okay with the status quo. He's not okay with the same old, same old, God is moving his people. He's moving his church. You realize that his church is becoming pure. That his church is becoming pure. Amen. You see, he is in the business of purifying his church because he has to get the bridegroom ready. He has to come and move in this place of getting the bride ready, excuse me, and start moving in her. See, she's a gonna be a fragrance. That is appealing to God, an aroma that comes up in prayer in adoration and glorification to God. And this is part of our calling, walking in that and being that kind of people. This is what the Lord has called us to. This is what he wants for you. Everybody say, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Go. You know, Mark 10 reminds us of a story. Y'all know it so well, Mark 10, where there's a rich young ruler. And I'll read this because we have time. It says in verse 17, as he was sent out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, teacher, all these things I've kept for my youth. And Jesus looking at him, loved him and said to him, you lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. And disheartened because there was a choice. Disheartened because there was this moment where a rich young ruler decided Man, I want to follow God, but I also want to follow myself. He was disheartened by saying, by this saying, he went away sorrowful. That word sorrowful, it's like this grievance. He grieved. That's how sad he was. He was torn to pieces. It wasn't like, oh, well, well, God, I won't follow you. No, it was this sad moment because here he is, face to face with the Son of God. Here he is, an opportunity to be forever changed. Here he is, a moment where he could receive a calling and walk into his destiny like never before. But he had great possessions. He chose the possessions rather than Jesus. In this moment, it was a hard moment. Some people, commentaries think, As we've been studying the scripture for centuries, I think perhaps the rich young ruler was being tested in this moment. It was this opportunity where he said, I love my neighbor. I love people around me. But did he love the poor? Did he actually love the poor? Was he willing to sell his possessions and give to the poor and take care of those in need? Or was he taking things upon himself. See, it wasn't a matter of him being wealthy. The question was, what was in his heart? Where was he putting his love? Where was he putting his devotion? The third thing that we see is there's a decision. You have to decide. You have to decide. You see, this decision is not about others, but it's about you individually. And we love, To look at others and say, okay, God, I know you call me this, but what about that person? You know? How many of you have done that maybe a time or two? Anyone to confess? I know God, you call me sacrifice, but they don't sacrifice. What about them over there? I know God, you call me the mission field, but you know, Johnny, Johnny never been in the mission field, God. I've been in the mission field five times. What about him? You see, we love this moment when God calls you to all of a sudden and start weighing the balance, seeing if God's calling is fair for your life. In John 26, we see this with Peter. Verse 20, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them. The one who also has leaned back against him during the supper and has said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? When Peter saw him... He said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. So they saying, the saying spread abroad among the brothers that this disciple was not to die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he was not to die. But if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that? you. I think we do this when God calls us. Is oftentimes we wrestle with God's calling and we start looking at other people and situations. I think it's human nature to do so. It's fascinating because oftentimes I'm so blessed that God gave me two kids because I get to see their interactions. I'm thankful for that. And we have the opportunity to see their interactions and I love telling Benson to do something, giving him an instruction, right? A a parental instruction, which is very permissible. And I take that liberty. So I give him this permission to to do something, uh, take out the trash, put up the drinks in the fridge. Uh, It's it's not a large task. But you know what Benson loves to respond with? What about Rael? What about my sister? And then I go, hey, don't worry about your sister. I asked you to do this. I want you to do this. I will take care of your sister. You see, it's in us, in human nature, to just say, "Oh, what about this person? What about that person? You see, when God calls you, there's a decision that only you can make. You may get wisdom from other people. You may get... More waiting time as you really contemplate whether or not you're going to obey. You may do all this, but at the end of the day, it's you. God has called you. It's your assignment. You have to worry about yourself. Jesus, I think, speaks to this a couple of times through scripture because he knows our nature. And he knows our resistance to calling. You know that's true. Uh, Sometimes... Usually God will call you into the uncomfortable. We read about this in Luke 10.40. You may remember this, where Mary is worshiping Jesus at his feet. And what is Martha doing? Cleaning. She's in the kitchen. She's working. What does Martha say? Hey, Lord, I love doing this. But what about Mary? You see, what about somebody else? We love to do that. And Luminous, I think there's this moment when God calls you, it's individual, and there's also a corporate calling, there's a corporate going out of the church, the ecclesia going out, there's a corporate moving that he's called us to, and we're going to talk about that, we're going to discover what that looks like, but today I want to talk about this individual calling, what has God called you to, what has he called you to? We read oftentimes times that, as God is calling us, we have to make a decision. The decision isn't easy, it's one that will cost you your life, your preference. It may cost you some of those dreams and desires. How great is the Lord that he knows you better than you know yourself. As you answer that call, you look back on your life, you realize it was the best decision you have ever made. The answer in God's call will be the best decision you will ever make. you have an opportunity if you don't know him. You don't know God. You've never met Jesus. You can meet him this morning. And he's he's calling out to you, come follow me. I want to give you new life and new mission. What will be your response? Yes, Lord, I accept you turn away from my sin and my way. I believe you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. I choose this day to follow you. Simple prayer of salvation. I want to pray for you. I also want to pray for those who may have been wrestling with something specific that God is speaking to you and calling you into. Maybe it's not a new life. As you've already been found. But maybe it's stepping into a new season, a new venture. So as I pray, I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. And we're going to sing that song again that we sang this morning. That Really, that song, that anthem. I'm going to answer your call. I'm going to go where you go. You would bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Father, we're just so grateful for this morning. We're thankful for who you are. God, I'm so thankful, Jesus, that you call us. You love us enough to restore us just like you restored Peter. God, you love Peter and you restored him and you love him and you called him. And Peter was faced with a decision and he chose rightly. Jesus, he preaches an amazing gospel of your good news. And thousands get saved. He steps into that obedience and even knowing that he was going to die a death of a martyr. He still went. He still said yes. Even though the cost was so high. I pray God that we would respond with a resounding yes when you call. There would be no hesitation. There would be no difficulty. There would be nothing that would torment us, but there would be peace and love and grace to walk in the things that you called us to walk in. Father, for anybody who does not know you but wants to place their faith in you right now, Lord, let them raise a hand and say, I'm deciding today to follow Jesus. Today I decide. I choose to trust him. I choose to love him. I choose new life. Lord, we're so grateful, in Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand with me, church, as we sing this song one more time?
1: I wanna see Jesus lifted up I want to see the lonely find their worth I want to see heaven come to earth and I will go anywhere that you call me and I will go